it's just a short one from me this time, but I've been so inspired this weekend on Your Life Less Ordinary. The women who are there have really taught me so much and I wanted to share 10 of my takeaway lessons from the weekend. I hope you enjoy them and I'd really love to hear what lessons you've learned recently. Why not drop me a line and let me know. Here's the conversation. Hello, hello, and welcome to From Inside the Hive with me, Jane, from Quiet the Hive. How are you today? I have just had the most incredible weekend. So for those of you who listened last time, you'll have heard the conversation between Jolie and myself talking about the pair of tribe. And part of that was around one of the reasons that we run Your Life Less Ordinary, in which we take women away on... mm, potentially life-changing weekends where we invite them to think about where they are now, where they want to be and how to get there, talking about some of the blockers and barriers are in the way, talking about some of those incredible dreams that we have and welcoming in the opportunity to follow those dreams guilt-free and focused and clear about what we want to get. I thought it might be fun to reflect on some of the lessons from this weekend in this week's podcast. So here we go. I've got 10 lessons we learnt from the Your Life Less Ordinary weekend. Number one, even the people you are in awe of suffer from the inner critic, including the hosts or the people who are teaching you. So we had some incredible conversations on the weekend about how our own thoughts, our own inner critic is quite often responsible for holding us back in a way that no one else quite can. Even Joe and I talked about um, the impact on us as hosts of the weekend of the inner critic and the way we worried about whether we were able to provide the very best that we could for the people who were there on the weekend. Even though we know these tools that we use are brilliant, we know the weekend works, we've got testimonials, we've had um, so many people who've been on the weekend talk about the impact it's had on them, not just at that weekend, but the ongoing impact into a year later. Um, But it's interesting, isn't it? Because we do let the inner critic talk to us in a way that we wouldn't listen really to anyone else talking to us in that way. We wouldn't believe um, perhaps what other people are saying in the same way that we believe what our inner critic is saying. So even the people you're in awe of suffer from that inner critic. The women on the weekend were incredible and I had so much to learn from all of them. And yet we were all, each and every one of us, the one in the room thinking, what am I doing here? I don't belong here with these women. Isn't it fascinating? Lesson number two, it is possible to hold two different feelings or beliefs about yourself at the same time. One of the examples that um, came out was someone who talked about the way they feel that something was possible, um, but at the same hand, they felt it really wasn't possible. So for me, sometimes this plays out as I deserve this success. And in the same breath, I can think, I don't deserve this. I'm not the person who deserves it. And isn't it weird? So it's perfectly possible to hold two different beliefs or feelings about yourself. But the thing is to get curious about them, to lean into them and explore them and see where they come from 
and which one you might want to listen to. Which one do you choose to believe? And isn't it nicer to choose the one that says, hey, this is possible for me. Lesson number three, being in a trusted space helps you do brave, exciting and courageous things. For each of us, we all embraced something a bit different this weekend. We each tried something that perhaps we hadn't come across before, whether that was coaching, whether that was wild swimming, whether that was, mm, well, some of the secrets have to stay on the weekend, I think. But there was so much to try that was new. We use so many different tools and exercises on the weekend. And the reason we do that is because actually providing different ways of looking at things is really important. And providing different experiences is really important as well. And the fact that um, you can be in a trusted space really helps you to do this. This is one of the things we do, um, which we try really hard to do on the weekend, is create what feels like a safe environment. And we try and do that from the very moment people arrive. Because what we find is when people are in a trusted space, when they feel safe and held, they're more likely to be open, vulnerable and honest with themselves and with others there as well. And actually by allowing yourself to be open and honest and explore things in a way that is meaningful, it allows you to get deeper revelations and more useful material, information or data on yourself or the world you inhabit or around you to help you make some really exciting and courageous decisions. So being in that trusted space helps you to do brave and exciting things. Use your own trusted spaces, use your own safe spaces to explore things that feel a bit scary, to test them out and to try them. What have you got to lose? Lesson number four, using a range of tools can really help unlock where you're stuck and conversations are powerful. So like I was just saying, we use all sorts of tools and the reason is that everyone would be drawn to a different one. What works for me might not work for you. Uh, what works for you might not work for your um, best friend. But having so many different things means that there are different ways to cut the data, to cut the information, to explore what matters to you, to explore where you're getting stuck and how to move through those barriers. But the most powerful thing about this is the conversations that it leads to. This leaps back to being in a trusted space again where you can have brave conversations, where you can explore what's going on for you, they can be so, so powerful. The power is in the conversation. Talking to someone about what's going on in your mind and what's happening for you can really unlock some stuff. This is why coaching is so great. So if you're grappling with a decision or want to make some changes, think about it in different ways, come at it from different places use different ways to explore it. This is one of the reasons that we include journaling questions in our journal, which by the way is available to buy on Amazon. Just look for Your Life Less Ordinary and you'll see the journal there. But that's one of the reasons why um, we include journaling questions in the journal is to provide just a different way to look at things. Sometimes musing or riffing on a question or a thought can open up all sorts of different opportunities and do get involved in the conversations. Number five, you know the answer. 
Sometimes you just need to shine a light on it. The knowing is inside us all. We all know what the right answer is. It's funny, actually, um, after the session, after the weekend, sorry, I was running a session um, recently where someone brought a question to the group. And as the question was being asked, I got this deep sense that she already knew the answer. And so I said that. And she nodded and said she did, but she needed to say it out loud. She needed to explore it. And sometimes that's what happens. It's as you start to have the conversation, as you access the tools, as you begin to look at things from a different perspective, it can begin to reveal patterns and themes and answers. They're all there inside you. It just requires sometimes someone to help you just shine a light on a bit helping you by using different ways to tap into it and explore it. So you know the answer. Sometimes you just need to shine a light on it. Lesson number six, when you trust your gut, you can learn so much. Quite often, we do all our thinking from our our headspace. We decide from our headspace. We make choices from our headspace. But it doesn't always feel right. Get used to leaning in and listening to your gut. What is your body telling you? Listen with your feelings throughout your body. Listen with your gut. Listen with your heart. Don't just listen to your head. Your head is incredibly brilliant at rationalising things and sorting things out and helping you think through things logically. It's vital. But sometimes logic isn't quite the place we want to go to lead us to an answer or a perspective that will change things, that will shake things up, that will make things different, better, more exciting, more stable. Whatever it is you're looking for, just remember that sometimes your gut is the place you need to go to first. You can learn so much by learning to listen to your body the different messages it sends you and the way it feels when you explore different things. So practice it. Start testing it out and see what happens for you. Number seven, pyjamas and sequins combine perfectly. What do I mean by this? Well, when we invite people on these weekends and we take them away, we are really careful to communicate out with what to expect and what's provided and what to bring and We make it really clear that we want you to come with the clothes that make you feel comfortable. So, dinner time. Sometimes people wore pyjamas and slippers and dressing gowns and comfy clothes. And sometimes people wore heels and makeup and sequins and glitter. And that's absolutely fine. Basically, you need to do the thing that makes you feel a sense of belonging, a sense of comfort, a sense of being yourself. We also had a conversation around the table about saving things for best. And how many people do that? How many people save the expensive perfume only to find out that it started smelling a bit reasty because you've not used it and it's gone off over a few years? Or saving the perfect glasses in the cupboard and getting them out once a year to use on a special occasion only to break or chip one. When actually you could have been using them throughout the year, got so much more use out of them. Don't save things till best. Wear the sequins. Go with the bright lipstick. Wear the flashy jewellery. 
wear the pyjamas, cosy up with the slippers, don't say things for best, and if you want to wear pyjamas, wear pyjamas, and if sequins are your bag, go for those. Do what makes you feel good. Number nine, always carry a notebook. If there was anything we learned off the weekend, it's how many tidbits um, are out there in the form of quotes, in the form of recommendations, in the form of podcasts listened to, in the form of prompting and ideas that come forward as the result of conversation and exploring different thoughts and ideas with the tools we provide. Always carry a notebook. You never know when it might come in handy. And if you're the one with the notebook, then generously note down anything that you think people have an epiphany with or something that seems really important to them that they will be so grateful that you captured. We definitely had one of those people on the weekend. And actually, she got some really, really great quotes and resources that she'll be sharing with the group. Tip number hmm, nine, I think we're on. Good friends will let you borrow their books and tell you which to buy and which to borrow. One of the things Joe and I love to do on these weekends is come armed with stacks of books that we love. Because again, it's another resource, it's another tool, it's another way of opening people up to different ideas, different possibilities, different ways of thinking about the world. And what's really great is that lots of people are inspired by those books. And what's even better is that sometimes people will lend you those books and sometimes people will say, do you know what, borrow mine or go to the library, read it, but don't spend money on it. And other times, buy the book, do it. It's so important. And in fact, there were many people on the weekend who generously gave away copies of their book and who ordered books on the recommendation of others. And I've certainly left with the list. We're starting to build up a resource on something called Padlet, which allows you to share books and um, podcasts and quotes and everything. That's going to be such a valuable resource for our alumni going forward. My final lesson that I learned on the weekend is that Halloumi enhances everything. Oh my gosh, the food was delicious, but the Halloumi was scrummy. I think really a bit of a flippant one, a bit of a silly one. But I think what it means is eat the thing you love. Enjoy yourself. Notice it. Appreciate it. And maybe don't have it every day, but enjoy it when it comes. All the good things in life are there for you. You just have to look around and notice them. I learned so much from the women on this weekend. And it's funny because they come to be in a space where they get to do the learning and the exploring. And, but you cannot help but learn things. Incredible women are joining us on these weekends. And the lessons I've learned, the 10 lessons I've just shared with you, are brought to you really by them. They've inspired me. And I'm so grateful I got to spend the weekend with them. What lessons would you add? What are the things that you've learned over this weekend? What are the things that you would share with me and with listeners? Why not let me know? Get in touch over Instagram at choir underscore the underscore hive. Drop me an email at hello at quietthehive.com. Or head over to the website and use the contact form there. www.mrw.com. 
quietthehive.com. All right, until next time, I hope you enjoy these lessons and I can't wait to hear yours. Take care. If you enjoyed this podcast from Inside the Hive by Quiet the Hive, then please leave us a five-star rating or drop us any comments in the box below. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Any comments or ratings you give us all help other people who would benefit from the content to find us. Thanks so much.